Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Toldos for this year, Tavshin Ayin. Uh, we'll start off with a story. Over the story, a lot of feedback about last week's Rishlomo Zalman uh, story, but uh, this week we'll start with a story. A lot of messages from it, but a uh, story about Rishlomo Zalman. It's based on the Pasuk at the beginning of the Parsha, as we know. Pasuk, pasuk Chaf Aleph, beginning of the Parsha of Toldos. Vayeta Yitzchak l'Hashem l'Nochach Ishto, ki akarahi. Yitzchak Davins, opposite his wife, l'Nochach Ishto, ki akarahi. She was barren. As the Gemara says, that all of the Imahot were barren. Gadosh <coughs> yearns for their tefilos. And Hashem listened to him. Rashi points out why him and not her. And she eventually, Baruch Hashem, had, had a baby. Yitzchak David. It's in the Sefer Tuvcha Yabiu, which is a Sefer of Zilberstein from uh, Bnei Brak. So he, um, he quotes a story. Source number one. When I used to be in the yeshiva in Yerushalayim, Sipru Maisa, the story was told. Right, that reflects his gavlus in Torah. Again, he was he was the gadol, one of the gadolim, the early part of the 20th century. My grandfather went to uh, came to Palestine in 1929 before. Before the massacre, but he came to get four smichas. He got smicha from Rav Kook, and Rav Yosef Zalman, Rav Yosef Zayim Chanafeld, and Rav Pesach. Again, that he was one of the he was one of the gedolim. He was one of the greats in Torah. But this story reflects not only his Torah. While we were there, when we came for our bechina in the yeshiva, shamanu Zalman lo ayin we heard that the night before, Mrs. Alma didn't sleep. He didn't sleep the night before. We didn't know why. But we heard the Shmuel, he was up all night. We were little kids. Oh, he was up all night. We got to figure out why. Where we, what? It's, it's news. There must be something going on. He didn't go to bed. The following. following story. In the middle of the night, it's a knock on the door. Middle of the night. Who's knocking on his door in the middle of the night? A woman who is crying. She starts telling Ravisa Zalman her story. My husband, we have a wonderful relationship. For many years, we don't have children. And I'm worried about the relationship. And I'm fearful of the relationship. I don't know what to do. And she's crying and she's crying. Like Yitzchak and Rivka were crying. Ravissa Zalman hears this woman and sees this woman crying. And it's not like most of us. You know, we, we, we're in pain when we feel this person's pain. Or we hear... For a moment we stop, we might even shed a tear. Ravisa Zalman couldn't let it pass by. Couldn't let it just, I'm sorry, what can I do? Okay, I'll, I'll have you in mind tomorrow in Shomayat Filah. Ravisa Zalman couldn't sleep the whole night. What does he do? He spends the rest of the night davening and crying as if it was his own life. Yerushalayim Sipru, and Yerushalayim, the story is told that later that year, this woman had a baby boy. Again, 
again, many messages and lessons of the story, the koach that one has, and also, obviously, the feeling of another that we could all aspire to. Not so long ago, 75, 80 years ago, Arisa Zalman was one who felt the pain of another and couldn't sleep because it was like his family and it was like his, his um, krova. That gets the ball rolling. So Yitzchak cried and Arisa Zalman cried. So we continue going to the next Pasuk, famous Pasuk, Perachavhei, Pasachavbeis. We are told by Yisrotazu Habanim Bikirba. Rivka finally gets her wish. And she has a difficult pregnancy. She davens a daven davens. I want a child. And she gets two for one. She has twins. And she says, if so, why am I? Last year we discussed at least three pshatim. What does that phrase mean? We spoke about Rashi, the Klayaka, the Briskarov. Not this year. And she went to figure out what's happening. So Rashi quotes the famous Chazal. What do you mean by Yisrotesu Abanim Bekirba? So Rashi quotes Rabbi Hoseinu Darshu Loshen Ritza. What is Vayisrotesu for the word rots? Running. Running to try to get out. Kishahaisa Overes Al Pischei Torah Shal Shem Ve'ever. When they pass by the yeshiva, Shem Ve'ever, Yaakov Ratzum Mavarkeis Lodzei. It's amazing. In utero, he felt the Kedusha of the shul, of the yeshiva, Shem Ve'ever. He wanted to go. He's banging on his mother's... But the stuff, let me out, let me out. Overis apischev odizara. She passes by a base of odizara. Esav mefarkis lotzeis. Esav wants to get out. Already before he was born. Rayeter leiv ha'adam ra even before min urav. While he was in utero. Esav's already trying to get out. That's Mitzrotz Simbakirpa. Ask the Velt. Then he asked the question. Yaakov Avinu is trying to get out because he passes by Shem Ve'ever. Is Shem Ve'ever, where Shem Ve'ever, he would get a better Chavrusa there than he had presently? We know the Gemara Nida tells us, we know that everybody learns Kala Torah Kula in utero, with a Malach. Kodesh Baruch send the Malach, everybody learns it, and on the way out, gives us a flick on the lip, and we forget it all, because we have to earn it. We have to earn it. That's, that's, that's Chazal. So we all learn it in utero. Why do we learn it? We've spoken about it in the past to create that natural tendency towards Torah for every Jew. But the question that is asked by Reb Chaim, source number two, Hiksha Reb Chaim Ibrizk Zatzal, Maduaya Yaakov Rotzalatzis, Kshaisoveres Liad Bati Medushos. Why do you want to go out? Harei bebeten imo lomi kolat Torah kula maybe Malach Hashem Savakos. The Malach Hashem, no distractions. The best world that he could have, Kulo Torah. But Shev Ever was better. Says Reb Chaim, I'll tell you the pshat of the name of my father, the Beis Halevi. The kivin shahaisa bechevras esav harasha heedif lahafsid halimud im hamalach haiker shalolah hischaber larasha. If somebody is in a negative setting. A dangerous setting. If somebody doesn't have the proper chevra, it could be the best Rebbe in the world, the best chavrusa in the world. But if the surrounding has pernicious elements to it, if it, if it negatively, the chev, forget it. It doesn't matter how great a chavrusa is. Because the chevra determines. Al tishaber l'rasha. The Mishnah in Pirkei Avu says. Right? Not, don't be connected. It even says, Avos Rebbe Nasan. Avos Rebbe Nasan is a... In a an underused source 
Avos Rebbe is parallel to Pirkei Avos, but it's much longer, and it's also from the times of the Mishnais. But it's, it expands. Every time there's a line, Asus Yagla Torah in Pirkei Avos, so it has a perek about Asus Yagla Torah in Avos Rebbe So it's a parallel, and it goes a lot in depth, a lot of the, a lot of uh, expanded ideas. So there, on the Mishnah of Atas Chaver L'Rasha, Avos Rebbe adds in two lines, two words, Va'afilu L'Torah. Even for Torah, Al-Tashaber L'Rasha. If it means that the expense that I have to be near a Rasha, meaning some type of negative Chevra, so then it's not, it's not worth it. Al-Kaini quotes the Medrash Shmuel, who expands on this. Shema Yomar Ha'adam Harini Zar Milios Shachin L'Rasha. I'm not going to be affected by it. It's okay, I'm going to focus on this. Shu Ischabras Timidi. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. L'Kachazar V'Hizir Harachig Mishachin Ra. V'Al-Tashaber L'Rasha Afilu Bakroi. Even a little bit, even by chance, we cannot have that effect. It's a beautiful thought that I heard in the name of, of Chaim Shmulevitz. I try to find it in the, in the might be in the Sichas Musar, I couldn't find it, but I'm sure it's there somewhere, or it's Mipiyah Shmua. Chaim Shmulevitz asks, we know the story of Eov. Sefer Eov, most of Eov is a conversation, except the very beginning and the very end. The whole Sefer is a conversation about Sadik Varalo and Rasha Vatovlo. Eov, we know, has it all. He's a big Talmud Chacham, and he's a Yerei Shamayim, and he has children serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he has enough money, he has everything he needs. And what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? He tells, look, he says to Satan, look at my Eov. Look at my Eov. Okay, it's a machlokas, whether Eov is a, is a real story, or it was made up. Most posts, most uh, Tanoim in Mesechah's Mabas, it was a real story. Question when it took place. Doesn't make a difference. Either way, so Hashem tells the Satan, look at my Eov. The Satan says, oh yeah, make it a little difficult for him. Give him a little challenge, and then we'll see what kind of event he is. So we know the story goes, the sign little by little takes away everything from Eov. Takes away his children, takes away his money, takes away his health, takes away everything. Takes away everything. And the whole story, the whole Sefer is Eov talking to his three friends. Eov talks, one of the friends answers. Eov talks, one of the friends answers, all the way until the end. That's the story. Answer of Chaim Shmulevitz. The Satan had the right... What did Hashem tell the, tell the Satan? You can do anything you want. Just don't kill him. That's what he says at the beginning of Perak Beis. Shlach no yodcha v'ga el atzmo v'el b'saro imlo el panecha yivarcheka. V'yom Hashem ala Satan hino biyadecha ach es nafsho shemor. Just guard his nefesh. Don't kill him. Do whatever you want. Just don't kill him. Hashem says to the Satan. Asks Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. Eov took away everything. I'm sorry, Eov had everything taken away from him. What about his friends? Why didn't the Sutton also take away his friends? He took away his money, he took away he took away everything. What about his friends? Says of Chaim Shwalevitz, because without his friends, forget it. That would be like killing him. He wouldn't be able to survive. Without a proper chevra, we're finished. Take away the money, take away the health, take away everything. Even if you have a Malach learning with you, if you're sitting there with an Esav right next to you, it's not, it's not going to succeed. Says of Chaim Shulevitz, he had to leave his friends. Because that's a nafsho shemar to guard his shmiras ha-nefesh. He needed the chev. The Chavis Chaim even continues and says, this is especially true. It's true all stages of life, but it's especially true in our youth. And what we're trying to create chevras for our children, and for those around us. Story is told, this is from the Oshos HaTorah in, in Sefer Bamidbar, in source number three. 
Sipar Yehudi Mitoshavei Ha'ir Lodz, the story about a Jew from Lodz, Shabbi Yosef Bachur Sa'ir, when he was a young boy, and it was during the First World War, Ha'ina Arim Rabim Biro, Skim B'Mischar, many, many of the people went out to business, V'Av Hu Ratzel, it's Tarif Aleihem. Ulam Aviv is Nagi Lachab Chol Tokif. It was a child who was in yeshiva and he wanted to go out into the world, but it was his time to be in yeshiva and the father didn't want him to go out. But The Chavetz Chaim was there and the father said, you know what, son, let's go to the Chavetz Chaim and let him decide. Let's let him decide if it's a good idea, if it's time for you to leave yeshiva now. The father saw maybe that the son, the son would be influenced negatively. And the son says, My father goes out into the world every day. It's good enough for my father. It should be good enough for me. So what? I'm a little younger. I'm going to do it eventually. So why can't I go out now? Chavetz Chaim hears this and he gives a, gives a Dvar Torah. Listen. Matsanu betanach pam achas bilvad shemuzkar bo of achzari vhi bas yana. One time in Tanakh is mentioned a brazen evil bird, achzari vhi bas yana. What makes a bas yana so terrible? What makes her such an achzari? What achzari is found in the bird? Ella, what did Chazal say? Line ten. Her makeup, her temperament is very cham. She can eat even glass. She can handle it. The mother bird can handle even these dangerous items that goes goes into her. It just comes. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't affect her insides. Ubetucha, and she is sure. Shegam yuladeha harachim. She's sure that her young also, they could digest glass. And she gives them glass. Hey, if I can handle it, she doesn't realize. Obviously, the bird is not thinking, but this is just the nature of the Basyana. The mother doesn't realize that the children, the young, are still getting mature. They're not as strong as her. Vazachuches choteches has grown in Bameisen. And the glass kills them. Says the Chavetz Chaim to this father-son. It's the same here. Avicha, your father. He's already set. Obviously, we always have to watch, guard, and create a proper chavra every stage of our life. A hundred percent. But it's even more so. We have to be careful in our youth and of our youth as we create and figure out the proper environment we want them in, and the proper groups that they should be with. Says the Chafetz Chaim, the Basyana, it's good enough for the mother, but it's not good enough for the young. So to hear, the negative influences that were there at the time. And therefore, it's not time for you to go out into the world yet. Again, the importance of the Chevra, the importance of our surroundings. Yaakov Avinu wants to be in Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever rather than learning with a Malach because he'd rather not be next to an Esav. And he'd rather give up that learning. Good. Moving right along. We continue. The boys are born. She has the children. Esav comes out. Yaakov follows. And Pazachav Zayin Vayigdilu Hana Arim. 
and the children get older. Esav was a hunter. And Yaakov sat in the tents. Tents of Torah. Derech Agav, this is where one of our Rishonim got received his name from this Pasuk. What Rishon's name is found in this Pasuk? Tom. Rabbeinu Tom, Rashi's grandson. Yaakov Ishtam. What was Rabbeinu Tom's real name? His father didn't name him Tommy at his bris. His name was Yaakov. Yaakov ben Meir. Meir was Rashi's son-in-law. Rashi had daughters. So his two grandsons from his son-in-law Meir were the Rajbam, Shmuel, and Yaakov, Rabbeinu Tam. Yaakov Ishtam Yoshev Olim. This is the name of Rabbeinu Tam. So Yaakov sat and learned Torah. What does Rashi say? Yodeyat Sayid Ish Sadeh. Yes, the Pshutal Shalmikra means he was a hunter. But Rashi quotes another level of interpretation that Chazal gave. What does it mean Yodeyat Sayid? He traps people. He traps animals, but he also traps people. Latsud Ularamot et Aviv Bafiv. He traps his father with his mouth. He tricks his father. Hence, Yitzchak Avinu, the Torah tells us, loved Esav more than he loved Yaakov. That's why he wanted to give him the brachas. Vishoalo Abba Heich Ma'asrin Esamelach Ve'esateven. He goes to his father and asks him a lumdish question. How do you take off miser from salt and from straw? His father thinks, oh, he's so medactic. He's so careful at the details. Why does he think he's so medactic? Because really salt and straw, you don't have to give maestros from. There's no maestros from salt and straw. But Esau is trying to put on that, oh, I'm not only taking trumas and maestros from what I have to give trumas and maestros from. I get trumas and maestros from everything. Even what I don't have to give trumas and maestros from. Even salt and straw. What is the symbolism of salt and straw? Melach and Teven. The Davka, these, or many things that are put from Isis. Esav, Chazal picked these two, salt and straw. What was Esav really trying to do? Explains Rav Zevin. Always good to get back to Rav Zevin. We haven't had him in a couple of weeks. I think there are a number of steps. Step number one. Hateven in source four, source four. I don't know why I wrote 14 there. It should be four. Four is four. Oh, I... And then I went on. Okay. Uh, I went from 14. Okay. Hateven... Uh, you thought it was going to be a longer shear, but... Uh, uh, says of Zevin. Hateven v'hamelach him shnei hefechim. Says of Zevin. Salt and straw are really two opposite representations. What does that mean? Hateven hu lamata migeder ma'achal. Teven is less than food. It's less than. It's what we remove from food, as he will explain. Vahamelach lamalamimanu. Salt is above food. What does that mean? He explains. Hateven hu apsolas shalamachal. Straw is the psolas, is the garbage, is what we take off, the impurities of the food. When we have a stalk, we take off the kernels of wheat, of barley to use, and then the stalks we throw out. The straw that's left, we throw it out. That's garbage. That's why it's animal food. Teven is fodder. It's animal food. So teven is less than food. Melach, what about salt? Gavoa mehamachal. It's above, it's higher than food. What does that mean? 
We use the salt to make food even better. We make it taste better, we make it last. Right, salt is what we use in order to make something last. You have a cucumber, it'll go bad in a few days. You salt it, it turns into a pickle, and it lasts for weeks. Right, salt is, that's what we use in the tanning process. We want to make leather. You, you soak it in a, in a salty uh, mixture. Misakno ketzad. So how does the salt, how do we, how, do, how does the salt fix the food? My, uh, besides giving it good taste, we even know that salt helps get rid of the psolas. What do we use salting for by meat? Gets rid of the dam. Gets rid of the blood. Salting. As the Gemara says, If the salt did very well. So step one, says of Zevin, straw is less than food. It's the garbage we take off of food. Salt is more than food. It's a higher level, so to speak, because we use it to make our food even better. Step two. We have melach and teven in our lives as well. It's not just the literal salt and straw, but we have it in our lives. Line 11. Af hamusariyim yeshnam teven vamelach. There's a lot of teven out there that we meet, and there's a lot of melach out there. Ha-teven Teven is what's beneath us, what we have to try to rid ourselves of. When we see something in the street, some things are considered psolas to a halachic Jew. Hapsolas shal hachayim, ma'achal behema, the animal fodder that we happen to meet in the street. Bechinas sharo chalesev, hapaslonus vaharamaus vahasheker, trickery, all the averis out there, that's the psolas, the dishonesty that we might be, might, might be near. That's the psolas, the teven that we have to get rid of. Hamelach, the salts. What's the salts? You always got to take the salts that's out there and sprinkle it into our lives and help our lives become tasty to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Symbolically, there can't be a carbon without salt. There can't be a table on a Shabbos or a Yontif without salt on the table. You can't eat it whole, but we use it and we take it into our lives. We use the melach, which is the Torah, bris melach olam. We take it into all parts of our lives as much as we can. As he gives the example, the Sakram Ketzad. Somebody's going to business. On the one hand, we find many much psolas out there in the world. Bumps along the way that we might find ourselves connected to. Or how we eat, what we eat, how we make a bracha. There's psolas and there's salt that we can be involved in. We have to try to do our best to get rid of the psolas and salts our lives. Step two. Almost there, says Rav Zevin. We're just reading straight through Rav Zevin. Next, step three, says Rav Zevin. Let's continue. Oh, let's just read one more point about how, what a salt does. As we said before, salt preserves. Preserves the item. When we salt our lives, Rav Zevin says on line seven on the next page, we are becoming eternal. As we know, the only eternity that we have is our connection to Torah and mitzvos. 
Right? It's only the Torah and the mitzvahs that we do. Umakaimam Kaitsad line seven. Ain Davar Olam, there is nothing eternal. Call Davar Hovevenifsand. Everything eventually ceases to exist. Hakilayon Vahidalon Shotimba Olam. Hatorah Matzichat Olam. The Torah, if we use the Torah, which is the salt of our life, to sprinkle, to eternalize our lives. Hatorah Shihi Atzmachai Olam. In that way, that could give us Nitzchius. That could give us eternity connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hiyanosenes, line 11. Kiyam Nitzchi Aflaha Adam, Kishaholech Badarki HaTorah. As he goes on the path of Torah, Uma'areves HaMelach B'Maasav. He salts his actions. So, step one, Melach is above, Teven is below. Step two, we have Melach and Teven in our lives. Step three, says Rav Zevin, what does it mean to be mafresh trumas and maestras? When you're mafresh something. Mafresh trumas and maestras, what does that mean? What is that doing? Line 13. Trumas and maestras mekachos es hashirayim. True and maestr, they sanctify and they fix the item that's under discussion. Before I am mafresh, before I separate my trumas and my maestr, it's called tevel. It's usr. Even a kohen is not allowed to eat it. Tevel is Asr. Misa B'deshamayim. Right? Tevel is Asr. It's off limits. Shuba and Maiser fix. They fix what's there. They're even sanctified in a way. Makachos is Ashirayim. But now, we put it all together. Veloha Teven, Veloha Melach, Srichim Isr. Teven and Melach don't need Hafrasha. Why? As Apsoles HaGomer Iefsha Lasakain. Teven is pure psoles. You have already separated the food from it. This is now psoles. You just stay away. It must be disposed of. There's no fixing it. Says the, that's psoles. Ha psoles zarkim, you just throw it away. Hara hagamur eno nitan litikun. The total evil, the totally evil and negative has to be disposed of. Our job is to separate the psoles. The harisha kula ke'ashan tichle. As we dive in on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that's on the one hand. So Teven, we can't be there's there's no hafrasha. And what about Melach? Salt doesn't need to be fixed by us. As we said, it's above ochel. It fixes others. Adaraba who misakein osanu. It fixes. And what is salt? As we said, is the is the symbol the Torah, line 17. There are many levels of Torah, and we have to try to connect to it, but it's not up to us to, quote-unquote, fix the Torah, sanctify the Torah. We use what's there to sanctify ourselves and to fix ourselves. So now if you put it all together, step one, Tevin is below and salt is above. Step two, we have Tevin and Malach in our lives. Step three, the hafrasha that we do is to fix what's there. And therefore, Tevin and Malach don't need a hafrasha because Tevin is kulora and hafrasha won't help. And Malach is above hafrasha. Now we understand Esav. Esav comes to his father and says, I want to be mafrish from Tevin and from Melach. What does he do? Line 20. The Esav Ratzel at Surah Ramos Bishneofanim. He says it to Yitzchak. But really, what, is, what does he mean deep down? Two tricks. On the one hand, he says, 
Even what the, the Tevin, nah, it's okay. We can bring the Tevin into our lives, the Kulo Ra into our lives. We can be mafresh. What is mafresh again? To try to fix it, to try to use it, to try to sanctify it. Even the total solace that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to dispose of. The Kulo Ra, there are some things that we just have to stay away from. Esau says, no, let's use it. Let's be mafresh. The Tevin. And then he says, Misarasheni Amar. You could even be Ma'aser, the Melach, says Asa. What's the Melach? The Torah. Let's try to fix the Torah. Let's try to adapt the Torah. Let's try to do what we can to the Torah. And we know, Chas V'Shalom, we change one iota of what the Torah says. Animamim Memunah Shulema, one of the Animamnims. Shizosa Torah, Lotei Muchlefes, Lotei Torah Cheres, Mesaboris Baruch Shemo. Nothing ever changes, not one iota. V'zeu She'ilaso. And that's his Sheila. Ketzan Ma'asrim, Esa Teven Ve'esa Melach. How you master straw and salt? And Rezevan finishes off. And this goes for all generations. Because in every generation, there are the Esavs. Esavim ka'ele, betsurot shonot, in different forms. Yeshnon tamid, there are always. Rotsim l'takinet ha'teven. Some want to fix the teven. Haraha gomur. They want to bring something so negative and, 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 and use it. And other times we want to be misaki in the melach. Lahachnis tikunim b'Torah atzma. Says Rav Zevin, l'fi azman, l'fi atanoim. Aval anu mizera Yaakov. And we hold, we're not mafresh teven. And we're not mafresh melach. Rav Zevin giving us some insight into the Chazal of Esav Arash. Continuing, moving a little bit later in the Aliyah, still in the first Aliyah. Hopefully we have a couple of years, Brother Shem. So each year we try to do a little bit more. Hopefully we'll get through, get through it. Perachavav. Perachavav, Pasuk Hay, right before Shani. As we know, we spoke about it last year, Yitzchak, this is all we know about Yitzchak, is in this parsha, right? Even last week's parsha, if you call, what are Avram's parshias? Lech Lecha, Avraham. Vayera, Avraham. Chayasara, still Avraham. He buried his wife and he found a wife for his son. It's still Avraham. Next week, Vayetze, Vayishlach, Vayeshev, it's all Yaakov already. Only Yitzchak is in this week's parsha, and all he gets is one parak. Perachavav, spoke about it last year. But as we know, he goes down to Grar. He didn't go down to Mitzrayim. He wasn't allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. He goes down to Grar. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't worry, I'll be Marbe Yerzera there. Why? Ekev, Asher Shama, Avram, Bakoli. Why do I love you so much? Because you have a great dad. I love your father. Avram Avinu, listen to my voice. Vayishmar Mishmarti, he guarded my Mishmar. Mitzvosai, chukosai v'sorosai. Avram Avinu did everything. Chazal Darshan on every phrase in this Pasuk is referring to something else. What is mitzvosai, chukosai, sorosai? So Rashi quotes, Bikoli means when I tested him. The ten tests. He listened to my voice. Vayishmar Mishmarti, that includes all the Isurei Durabanan. Avram Avinu even listened to the Mishmeres, the guards, what Chazal made. Mitzvosai, that means, that mitzvos that he would have done anyway, even if I wouldn't have commanded him. Stealing, murder. Mitzvos, that makes sense. Chukosai, chukim as we know. Chukos are the ones that the Yitzhahara tells us, oh come on, this makes no sense. Why are you doing this? Kagon, Achilas Chazer, Levisha Shatniz. Even though there are those who throughout history wanted to give a Svara for Kashrus, ultimately, we know it's poison to our Neshama. Right? To our Guf, there have been doctoral theses written about the health, health issues of, uh, of Kashrus, but Rashi here calls it a Chok. 
Achilat Chazil Abishashatnis. And Torah Soi refers to even Torah Shabbat. So Rashi, though, at least in Vayishmar Rishmart, he alludes to Avram did even not only all the mitzvahs before they were given, but even the mitzvahs to Rabbanan. Rashi does not quote it, but the Gemara and Mesechah's Yuma doesn't just give a general. He did all the mitzvahs, even the Durabanans, but the Gemara picks up on one. The Gemara mentions one specific mitzvah Durabanan. He even did this one. The Gemara and Mesechah's Yuma, I gave it to you in source number 16 in the first line. Ubi Yuma, Chavchesim Abeis, Am Arav, Kiem Avram Avinu Kala Tarakula, Ajlo Nitna, Avram Avinu kept the entire Torah before it was given. Continue. Am Arav Avitem Ravashi, Kiem Avram Avinu Afilu Eruve Tavshilin. Even the mitzvah of Eruv Tavshilin, Avraham did. Eruv Tavshilin, second paragraph of Masechah's Beitzah. We know if Yontif falls out on a Friday, or on a Thursday and a Friday, and going into Shabbos, we are not allowed to prepare and cook from Yontif to Shabbos, even though you're allowed to cook on Yontif for Yontif, on Yontif for Shabbos, Chazor Chazor Mesakein, to start cooking before Yontif. It's the answer to a trivia question, a bracha that can only be said on a Wednesday or a Thursday, right? So that the Chazal instituted that we start cooking on Erev Yantif and we already have Shabbos in mind so that on Shabbos, it's on, on Yantif when we're cooking, we're just continuing. We're not starting to cook for Shabbos on Yantif. That would be a zilzal. That would be a disgrace. Oh, Yantif, you're cooking for the next day? Not nice. So we start cooking, special Takana Durabanan, before Yantif so it's as if we're just continuing to cook for Shabbos. On Yantif, and therefore it's not a problem. Wonderful. Erev Tavshila. Question is, why did Chazal pick this one? Out of all the Surah Durabanan, or Takonis Durabanan, Avravinu did everything, even Erev Hanukkah. Right? And Yonat Yoma. Shloshim Yoma Fneachad. Already in Kislev. Baruch Hashem. Right? Avram did everything, even. Why Erev Tavshila? That's the most exciting Takonis Durabanan. That's the most far-fetched Takonis Durabanan. Even. So what exactly is the message? So Rav Schwab, in source number 16, in Mayan, Beis HaShoeva, has a suggestion. Rav Schwab says as follows. Line 6. V'kana ben Shoel, quoting the Haggadah. Right, he says, here the son asks, Out of all the mitzvahs you could have picked, Just see a general statement. There must be something about Erev Tavshilin that connects to, to this, this idea. Vinira, line 11. Shaharei pu'ulaso shalai eruv tafshilin, as we just explained. What does an eruv tafshilin do? He, sha'al yedei shehischil ha'adam, lahachin sarchei shabbos bimecho, through the fact that we started preparing for Shabbos on Erev Yantif, on the weekday, shuv matirin lo lahachin miyantif l'shabbos, so then I can continue cooking from Yantif to Shabbos, she'ein kan ela hemshech ha'achan l'shabbos. Because it's just continu- considered a continuation. I'm continuing what was started earlier. I started beforehand, and now I'm just continuing. It's nothing new. Vihine says Rav Schwab, let's think about what we just said. What I'm doing now is just a continuation of what was done then. Vihine ka'gadol hu biyadenu, says Rav Schwab, shekolen yani atarabarim lanu bimesorame ha'avos, the history of mitzvot. We spoke about about this at, in depth last year, Parshas Vayishlach. The history of mitzvot starts with the Avos. The reason we do it, we might not learn every specific detail from the Avos, 
But the history of mitzvos comes from the avos. V'yim kein yeshlomar. Shekiyim ha-Torah shal Avram Avinu hi t'chilas ha-Mesorah shal Kiyim ha-Torah. Where did the mitzvah start? The first Jew. Who was the first Jew? Avram Avinu. He was the first Jew. He started it all. V'nesinas ha-Torah li-Yisrael b'har-Sinai. Ha-Isa hemshech shal Mesorah sa-Avos. What we do is a continuation of what was started earlier. Way back when. Nimsa. So what does it come out? Sha'al yedei shekimu ha-Avos as ha-Torah ad-shalo nitna. Through the zchus of Avram Avinu and Yitzchak, be mekayim the Torah beforehand, that led to kibano as a Torah mipi Hakadosh Baruch Hu bebechinas Moreshas Avos. Right? We Torah is called a Morasha. It's called a heritage. Morasha ki Ilas Yaakov. That's exactly Erev Tavshilin. Something started earlier, so that later we have the ability to continue what was done. That's why Avram Avinu and the Chazal say even Erev Tavshilin. That's exactly what he was doing. Maisa Avo Simon Labanim, in a way that the Simon Labanim, the Banim, could continue and could be Mamshech, what the Avos did. He even continues and says, maybe this is shot in a letter, in a letter later on in the Torah, not even in a word, in a letter later on in the Torah. In Parsha's bow, we read, when Moshe Rabbeinu gives the Tzivoy, for all Klai Yisrael on the 10th of Nisan to take a carbon Pesach and tie it to their beds and leave it there for four days. What does the Pazak say? By Chamishi Yetig and Bo, Mishchu Ukechu Lachem Tzon, Lemishpachoseichem, Shachatu HaPasach. Pull and take the Tzon every family, for every family and Shecht the Pesach. Vishachatu HaPesach. Shalachor Akasho. HaPesach. The, hey, how you do? What do you mean the Pesach? Vishachatu Pesach. The first current Pesach ever. Right? What do you mean, the Pesach? As if, like, there's the Pesach that we know about. What's the Pesach? Kilo Hayadavar Yadua, Mimos Olam. Ella says of Shwa, that's exactly the point. Ella Shahinyanu, commotion is bar, Shavar Kiblu, Yina Pesach, Mimosaurus. We know. We know. By Ugos Matos. Why? By someone, the Malachim came, oh, it's Pesach. And this week's Parsha, by the Shnei Gedoya Izim. Why two Gedeim? So, well, it was Pesach. I'm always Zechel of Pesach. I'm always the Chagiga. They were all doing the mitzvahs already then. As it says in Pirkei Durabalazar. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu says, Shachatu HaPasach. Ha! The Pesach! That already the foundation and the groundwork has been laid for us. That's the message of Erev Tavshilin. And that's the message of the Avos keeping the toe. Good. Back to the beginning of the parsha. Pasach we already read. Rivka doesn't know who's inside, what's inside her womb. And the Pasuk says, Vayitzrotzer Abanim Pekirba, what's happening? And the answer given to her is, Shnei Goyim Bevitnech. Two Goyim, two nations are in your tummy. And Shnei Lumim, two nations, Mimach Yiparedu. But Rashi points out what we have on the side of the Chumash, that the word Goyim in the Torah is spelled Gimel Yud Yud Mem. That's how it's written in the Torah. We read it as Goyim, but it's spelled as a Korean exive. It's spelled Geyim. Gimel Yud Yud Mem. So what does that symbolize? Rashi sometimes tells us what's the Kri and what's the Ksiv. So Rashi says that in another level of, of interpretation is not just Goyim, Yaakov and Esav, but it's referring to later generations. Shtei Geyim. What does Rashi say? Geyim Ksiv Kamo Geyim. Geyim symbolize proud, upright. Elu Antoninus Verebi. Which two proud people is this referring to? Antoninus and Rebbe. 
Ataninus, the non-Jewish emperor and Rebbe, who were good friends, the, Torah, the Gemara tells us. Shalopaschu me'al shulchanam, that on their table there was never a lack. Lo tznon, v'lo chazeres, v'lo yimosachama, shamim. It doesn't matter if the fruit or the vegetable was in season, they were so rich. They had so much, they had every fruit and vegetable that you wanted at any st- any season. That's the Shnei Geim. Shnei Geim Bevitnech. So Rivka says, what's going on? And she got the answer. No, Rebbe, Rebbe Atuninus, don't worry about it. Rebbe's going to have everything you ever need. Rebbe Udanas. Ask the Mishkan Betzalo, Betzalo Radinsky, one of the greats from Muncie. lives in Muncie, and um, we haven't done enough of his svar. But we'll get right now. Vini Lomais at Sorach Lahavin. Source 12, which is really much earlier, but I think it says 12 up there. The Mishkan Betzalo. What are Chazal trying to tell us? What's the godless? You're going to have a Rebbe that's going to have radish all year round. That's the best thing you can tell about Rebbe? How about Ksivas HaMishnah? Does that ring a bell? He had radish on his table. That's the greatest thing you could say. He says, "Gives a marshal, marshal amad eradome." She is shabchu es harava going to Moshe Feinstein's atzal. You want to see how great Rav Moshe was? And what do you say? The yom rulav she tamid or your efshar l'msoch al shochano avocado. He always had avocado on his table. Amazing, Rav Moshe. That's what you say. That's what you say. Snown on Rebbe. What is it? What is going on here? What's Chazal saying? We read this Rashi a million times. We don't think about it. What's the godless? What's this answer that Rivka is getting? And also, Second question. Doesn't it say at the end of Mesech HaSota, When Rebbe died, that, that was the greatest Hanav in the world. That's a Geyim? That's, that's somebody who's confident and, and upright. So what's going on here? Says, Nebishkin B'Tzalah. Let me connect this parsha to next week's parsha, the beginning of parsha Vayetze. Bez Hashem will have enough to say on Vayetze, so we're allowed to encroach a little bit. The Medrash on the first Pasuk, Yaakov left Bershava and went to Charon. Charon can also be connected to the word Charon. Charon Af. Omer Shacharon Meramez Al Charon Af Shel Hashem is connected to the anger of God. Dahainu Churban Habayis. Somehow, Vayela Harana, Yaakov going into Golos, connects to B'nai Yisrael going into Golos by the Chorben Abais. Harakasha, another question. Harakasha, Yaakov Azav is Beisol, Alechaz Lacharan. One second. When Yaakov went to Haran, Hariza Maisa had Salam Esav. This was saving himself from Esav. What was the Chorben Abais? That was destruction, getting thrown out of Eretz Yisrael. Mahakesher between Vayela Harana, Yaakov's leaving, which was a good thing, and Haran, the Churban, Haronaf, which obviously was something terrible. So what exactly is, is uh, how are we supposed to understand this? Rebbe and Antoninus, and, and uh, the Lashon of Gaiva, and Vayela Harana. Says the Mishka Betzal, which he always asks three or four questions, all different, and then he has one Mahalach, to to answer up all the questions. The nearly Yashiv al Alevi says the Beis Alevi, and we'll see in a minute. His great grandson follows and continues his idea. But first says the Beis Alevi. People think 
that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what does the Churban mean? Hester Panim, he forgot us, I'm sick of you Jews, you're of our Yonim, Sinas Chinam, get out of here, I've had enough. And Churban Abayis was the most terrible tragedy to ever occur. It was a tragedy. It was, 100%. But deep, deep down, says the Beis HaLevi, Be'emes yeshtei sugei Churbanot. Really, there are two Churbanot. And the Beis HaLevi gives a fascinating mashal from a Halachi and Baba Kama. Halachi and Baba Kama. Medam ezos l'dibriya gemara b'sechaz Baba Kama. Zara kli me'rosh agagu ba'achher v'shavro. The Gemara talks about a case where somebody's on the top of a roof and throws a vase. Let's say I throw a vase out of the 20th story window. And I see it going down, going down, and going down. And right before it reaches the ground, somebody's standing over with a baseball bat and goes smash. And he smashes it before it hits the ground. Is he chayv? What do you think? So that's a big discussion in, in the halacha. And we pass him chayv in that case. I broke a broken kli. We're not getting into the halachic lumdus aspects of it now. But the symbolism. Says the Beis HaLevi, V'lachar is a Tamuah, line 20, Ki l'maysa yotzei, Sh'afilu and Baal HaKli, Hechlit la'alos, The Rosh HaGag, L'Zrok HaZakli, Even if the Baal HaKli was the one who decided to go up to the roof and throw off his Kli, Hashem Yishashibro Yehechayev, That the second one should be Chayev? V'kasha, L'ma zesh shonem, Me'adam sh'niyah Kli, B'rshus HaRabim, Why is that different than somebody who leaves their Kli in the, in the street? Sh'sham ono omim, Sh'yisiyach taitim in a Kli. There we say, It's Hefker, You left your Kli in the middle of the street. I tripped over your clay, you left it in the street. But if I throw it down from the roof and I'm watching it go down, then the other guy's still going to be chayev. Why? Hateretu, apidrush, apimachshava. Shebemikrashal rosh hagag, ha'adam adayin lo hisiach daito. I dropped it, but you know what? I'm looking. What's going to happen to it? What's going to happen to it? What's going to happen to it? I know there's going to be destruction, but I still look, I still care what's going to happen to it. Who wrote to Liros, How is it going to be broken? He's still looking. He wasn't. He knows there's going to be destruction, but he wasn't Mesiach Das. It's not like the guy who just left it in the street and left. Says the Beis Alevi, so to Hashem. Yes, he sent us to Galus. But this ultimately was for our benefit. We couldn't continue as a nation in the state that we were in. The Sinaschinim that we had during Bayesheni. The big three of theirs in Bayes Rishon. It was ultimately for our benefit. The Golos, as painful as it was, it was for Latovas Am Yisrael. That's the connection. He goes to Charon, Charon Af. Yaakovina was going for a Hatzalah to save himself. You know what? The Churban Abayas was also for a Hatzalah. It was also, it had that root, Av of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He never forgot us. Rav Salvechik, the Rav, who bears his great-grandfather's name, the Beis Halevi. I realized that when I was putting this together. Rav Yossi Dov Salvechik. He continues this idea. In the, in the Sefer put out, the Lord is righteous in all his ways. The Rav's Torah on, on uh, Yoni Tishabav. I tell my wife that um, on Tishbav, you know, you're not allowed to learn other things. You have to learn Yoni Tishbav, El Chazavelis. So I love to, I, I look at this every Tishbav afternoon. So I tell my wife, it's probably for us or for me to learn it on Tishbav. It's so amazing. It's amazing. It's a di- it's, it's not the same Tishbav. When you read the Sefer, you don't read the Sefer. It's a different Tishbav. Unbelievable. So says the uh, the Rav. Simple question. I'll formulate it as a question, then we'll see his answer. Right after Tishbav, Shabbos Nachamu, wonderful, all the concerts, music, amazing. What are we so happy about? What are we so comforted about? Every year we have Shabbos Nachama. We still don't have a base of Migdash. We still don't have, we still in Avelos. And yet, ah, we all breathe a sigh of relief. We all get haircuts. Is that just a practical measure because we can't do it the whole year? 
And not only that, not only Shabbos Nachamu, go a little further. What about Tishabov afternoon? We sit on the floor, we say Kinos, and what happens by Mincha? We all of a sudden start getting up. We're already sitting on chairs. Tishabov afternoon. You know what? Look in the Gemara. What does the Gemara say? Tishabov afternoon is when it really started burning. And really, we, the Iker burning was on the 10th of Av. It says that we go by the Haskala. Dafka, when the fires are getting bigger, that's when we start relaxing. We all feel a little bit different. Tishabav afternoon. None of the halachas change besides sitting on the chair. That's also a misconception. Oh, you can say hello to people now. You can learn now. No, you can't. All the halachas are the same except for sitting on a chair. That's it. Right? So, so, but why do we feel different? Why do we have Shabbos Nachamu? What's the Nachama? Says Rev Solveitchik. Source where I wrote 13. It's very hard to explain. It is very strange, but paradoxically, the Churban Beis HaMikdash was actually an act of mercy for the Jew. The Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, but not the people. If you think about it, says the Rav, what what deserved destruction? The wood, the stones, the kalim, they did something wrong? The Beis HaMikdash edifice deserved to be destroyed? Of course not. It was the Jews. But the rough continues. The answer on the top of the next page. The answer is because the sin was very severe and it was the nation that really deserved to be exterminated. The Beis HaMikdash was the substitute. The Seir La'azazel as it were. The humiliation was terrible because if the Beis HaMikdash had not, had not been humiliated in this matter, the people would have died. It was important, etc. Let's continue. Look at the next, uh, look at line 28. The Gemara says that Titus went into the base of Migdash, set fire to it, and started destroying it late in the afternoon of Tishabav. And the flames consumed the building throughout the day of the 10th. The morning of Tishabav, the base of Migdash was still on its foundation, but in the evening it began to burn. Throughout the night and morning of Tishabav, it had not yet been decided whether to destroy the people or the base of Migdash. For the entire day of Tishabav, the Midas Hadin apparently kept on arguing that the Churban Beis HaMikdash was not enough. The people should be destroyed. That is what Yamach Shemo Hitler wanted to do. Hitler burned Bati Midrashim too, but that was not his main desire. He wanted to destroy the entire people. Only when the Beis HaMikdash started burning, that's when we realized HaKadosh Baruch Hu accepted the substitute. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I'll take a mashkon. I'll take the Mikdash, but I'll never leave Am Yisrael. And I'm going to send you into Gaulus, but you know what? As Chazal say, Mashiach was born the day of Tishabav out of the ashes. In the late afternoon, line 46, HaKadosh Baruch Hu rendered his decision that the Beis HaMikdash would be destroyed, but the Jewish people would survive. The very moment that Titus took a torch and set fire to the Beis HaMikdash, Klai Yisrael knew that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had chosen the substitute instead of them. They knew that he had decided to take the building and spare the people. The wood would burn, but the human soul would remain. Yes, the Churban was a terrible tragedy, but deep down, if we think about it, it showed a tremendous Ahava HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for us. So really, it's a Churban, but it's an Ahava. Going back now, going back now to the Mishkan B'Tzalel, we know now Vayetza Yaakov, Churban, it's both acts of Hatzalah. But what about the other questions of Yudha Nasi, Geyim, Goyim, so now, the Mishkan B'Tzalel just adds on one other point. Amnam Mahatzliach B'Golos, left side of the page, back in the Mishkan B'Tzalel. To succeed in Golos, we have to be very proud of who we are. Not to the outsiders, but to ourselves. 
a confidence that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us, a confidence that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took the mashkon and left us, just to be a shmata and not think that we have any value and any positive qualities in our life. That's we're not going to succeed. Adam Surah Lizkarsha, Golas Hilatova Tainu Hashem loves us. He didn't leave us, he didn't throw us out. And that's what's needed to be a good Jew and a Jewish leader, not gaiva in, in the sense of Bal Gaiva haughtiness, but in the sense of self confidence, in the self of realizing that we have a tremendous relationship with Akadish Baruch Hu and he loves us. That's what it takes to be a Jewish a Jew and a Jewish leader. Ubaemeth he says in the last paragraph, Leos Manigbi Israel Soragam Kain Gaavas Misuyemes Bim Yuchadman Higim Shemiyastim Dvarim to start projects. We have to be a little up front. We have to be a little not gaiva, but gaya, a little proud, a little positive. That's the way we get through. We get through the Gaulus. So that's what Rivka sees. She sees Yaakov and Esav. Esav may be symbolizing the Tsarist that Yaakov is going to have, the B'nai Yaakov, the B'nai Yisrael, and Esav is going to bop us on the head so many times and send us into Gaulus. But it's a Shnei game. You're going to have a Rebbe, a Rehudanasi, who's going to be gay. He's going to have, he's going to have the food. What do you mean to have the food? He's going to have a positive outlook on life. He's going to be proud of who he is. And he's going to hold himself high in Gaulus. That's how you're going to survive. And that's what comforted Rivka Ime. Okay, two final points for tonight. One is a thought on the back page from Rabbi Salami Vilna. Binyan Shlomo. Salami Vilna. We have to say one thought about the brachas. We spoke about it last week a little bit, so don't feel that bad. We mentioned the Yaakov and by the Ulai and the pen. But if you look in Perek Chavzayin, Pasach Chavhei, Perek Chavzayin, Pasach Chavhei, what happens? Vayomer, Pasach Chavdalad, Vayomer, Atah Zebni, Esav, Vayomer, Anya, you Esav? And he says, yeah, I'm me. Vayomer, Hagisha, Li, come close to me, Vochla, Mitzayid, Bini, I'll eat from your... Sayid from your trappings, I want to bless you. Yaakov dressed as Esav brings it close, and Yitzchak eats. And he brings him some wine, and he drinks. Misupar, source fifteen. It's really it's not another story. It's a Dvar Torah, but it but it's in the context of a story. The Binyan Shlomo, when he was, and he wrote the Cheshach Shlomo in the back of our Gemara. There's a Cheshach Shlomo of Shlomo Kluger, and there's a Cheshach Shlomo in the back of the Gemaras, that's Rabbi Salami Vilna. When he was a boy of five years old, Lomad Pamilavi, he was learning Chumash with his father. Right? He had to learn the Chumash for Sunday, the Cheder, he had a, he had a, he had a little Bechina, I'm sure. So he was five years old, he had to learn it. Chumash and Pirish Rashi. When he got to this Pasik, Shalos Aviv, he asked his father, Minayin Yaakov Yayin Lohavi Aviv, where did Yaakov get wine from? Where did he get wine from? Rivka didn't tell him to bring wine. It says he brought him wine. He was a kid. He had his own stash. Where did he get wine from? Aviv His father didn't know what to answer this five-year-old question. But the next day, his Damein Liyadochumish in Targum Yonasan ben Uziel. The next day, he checked the Targum Yonasan ben Uziel, one of the Targum on the Pasuk. And the Targum adds in a few words. Yonasan ben Uziel is not just a Targum like Unkelis, which is more of a translation uh, into Aramaic most of the time. But Yonasan ben Uziel adds in a lot. So he writes on that Pasuk, Da'aisi Malacha Dashem Miginsa De'eden 
the Malach Hashem came from Gan Eden and he brought Yayin to Yaakov, the Yaakov Aisi Lavu Aviyesht. And then Yaakov gave it to his father. The Malach brought it to uh, Yaakov and then Yaakov brought it to his father. That's where he got it from. So the father came back to the son. Oh, I have an answer for you. I found it in Targum. Look at this. Yonasa ben Uziel answers your question where he got it from. Wonderful. Karahanar is Divri Hatargum. And then he's the, now, now, the five-year-old still, not only does no Chumash and Rashi, but now we're about to see he knows Tame Hamikra. He also knows Trap. He says, Dad, Abba, I think it's already hinted to in the Pasuk. Where is it hinted to in the Pasuk? Because Vayave Lo Yaakov. Vayave Lo Yain Vayesh. He brought him the wine. What shrub is on the word Vayave Lo? It's a Mercha Kfula. Very unusual shrub. A Mercha Kfula does not come up too many times in the Torah. Mercha Kfula. And we read it under the word Lo. We read it twice. Lo. We read it twice. As if it says Lo twice. Says the Rebbe Vilna when he was five years old. He says, why twice? He brought it to him. He brought it to him. Because there were two bringings here. The Malach brought it to Yaakov Avinu. Then Yaakov Avinu brought it to his father. As we know, the Ta'amim, the Gavar Nadarim, tells us, go back to Ezra HaSofer, even though from our Sinai. Very, very ancient Ta'amim. And that's the double, the Remez Nifla in the Pasuk. And we'll end with one final thought, which could be used any Shabbos of the year, or especially at a Sheva Brachas, at an Ofruf, at an anniversary party, the following beautiful idea. The end of the Parsha, we know, Yaakov runs away. He's sent away by his mother, Rivka Imenu, and Pasuk, uh, right by Shvi. Right by Shvi. Yitzchak sends to Yaakov. I'm sorry, before that. Before Shvi. What happens? Esav is planning to kill Yaakov. And what happens? Pasuk Membez, towards the end of the parsha. But Tomrei love. Rivka calls Yaakov and says, Yaakov, you gotta run. Esav wants to kill you. You gotta run. Listen, run to my brother Lavan. Stay there for a while. Until your brother's chaos calms down. We'll get back to that in the beginning of the parsha. So please go. Your brother wants to kill you. Very next pasuk. She turns to her husband, who we have very little conversation between Rivka and Yitzchak in the Torah Shabbat But right here is one pasuk. Rivka el Yitzchak. Rivka says to Yitzchak, what do you expect the Pasuk to be? Esav's going to kill Yaakov. we got to send him away. By this time, Yitzchak gave the brachas to Yaakov. By this time, Yitzchak probably knows what type of son Esav is. Right? What did he say? He was masking to give the brachas to Yaakov. So we would expect Rivka to say that Esav's trying to kill Yaakov. we got to get him out. What does she say? Nothing of the sort. These girls around here, they're not good enough for my son Yaakov. Yaakov, he's got to go to the other side of the world. Forget it, I hate him. He's got to leave. So, next pasuk, Yitzchak says to Yaakov, gives him a bracha, you have to leave, you can't take a wife. Your mother is against it, you got to go. Fine. If you read the psukim like that, the obvious question, why didn't just Rivka tell Yitzchak the truth? Esav wants to kill him. Why did she say that? Again, from the Tufcha Yabiyu, middle of the source, Vera Isi Le'echa Me'Rabbo Seinu. 
I saw Vardy says, Homer Teretz Mavio Al Rayon. An amazing thought. He calls it amazing. How did Rivka know that Esav was plotting? Did Esav go tell his mom? Esav go tell Rivka? Of course not. What happened? Benavius. She saw Benavua. Benavua. She saw that he realized that Esav was trying to kill Yaakov. Vim Cain. If so, she's going to go tell Yitzchak that Esav is trying to kill Yaakov. He's going to say, how do you know? She's going to say, Benavius. Yitzchak's going to think to himself, but I didn't get that nevuah. Ein ze no'eh she'isha tavol ba'ala v'tekaled mashu atzmo adayin lo yodea. She's going to, even for a moment, give him a feeling of chalisha sadas, a feeling of, oh, you got the nevuah and I didn't. V'tatigah v'atzmo ki yotech ha'shuva mimenu, ein ze safa nekiah v'kach lo medabim l'baal. Mishanem ebnei ha'shalom, I'll make up a story. What did it do that, Mishana B'nei Shalom? Says of Zilberstein, what do you see? How careful a couple has to be. What kind of standard between a husband and a wife. How each one has to think about the feelings of the other. A little bit, a little, a little disappointment. But not to say something. A little bit. Not realizing it indirectly. It's the constant nefashas here. Right? The spoilers are trying to kill each other. Afal pikin, there's a way that I could do it without disappointing, without giving that little feeling. And again, you can relate this to, and they should grow to build this relationship, or they've had this relationship, however one wants to fit it in. But in this context, I always like to remember the, mention the Rambam and Hilchas Ishas. I call this the refrigerator Rambam. It's a good idea to have this Rambam on one's fridge. Rambam and Hilchas Ishas, Perak Tezvav. I'm describing the ideal relationship between a husband and a wife. Halacha yutes, tesvav yutes. Says the Rambam. A person has to love and be respect his wife even more than he respects himself. She's the princess. Has money presents as he could give her. Calmly, soft speech. Is not angry. She's the princess of the house. And now the opposite. Right? The, the wife has to be mechabedes to the husband. Whatever he wants. To try to distance whatever he doesn't like. He doesn't like this, I'm not going to make it. Right, whatever it is, v'zehu derech benos Yisrael u'bnei Yisrael hakadoshim v'hatahorim bezivugan. This is the way of the couples of Judy and Judaism in their holy and pure zivugan. U'bedrachem elu yeyishuvan noem shubach. This is the basis of a wonderful relationship. If they each think of the other one as royalty, right? They don't think of themselves as royalty, even though my wife has to think I'm the king. And even though my name is Malach Shalom, but still, you know, I have to think of her as the Malka. Right? And that's it. And if everybody thinks of the other one as the true royalty, so then we'll be Zoha to the relationships. Rifka Somedakdekes. Not to even say a little word that might cause a little Khalisha Sadas to Yisrakavi. Okay, we'll stop here. And uh we'll continue.